Welcome to the One Question Podcast from O'Brien Governance Design, who specialise in corporate governance for the public and not-for-profit sectors. I'm Will Francis, and in each episode, I ask Trish O'Brien a different question about corporate governance. So for this episode, we're spending some time on how the board of an organisation engages with its strategy. And the question we're trying to answer in this episode is, how can the secretary support the board in contributing to strategy development? Is that right? Yeah. So we've touched on this topic before in episode five, when we talked about, you know, keeping the board strategic, keeping its head up and out of the operational detail. This episode is really more about the formal and published strategy of an organization. You know, it's often for like a three-year or five-year period, and, and it's about the board's relationship with that strategy. So presumably, strategy is something that's very important to how the board operates. Well, as we've talked about in previous episodes, one of the big roles of a board is to provide direction to an organization and to provide corporate governance oversight. And the strategy, it brings those things together, really, because it formally says where the organization is trying to go. And that also requires thought about resources, you know, human resources, financial, otherwise, that are going to be needed to deliver on that strategy. So the board needs to assist in ensuring that that picture has been thought through by the executive and it then needs to oversee that things are progressing as intended. Right. So let's take the strategy part first. How involved does the board normally get in the development of a strategy? It sort of depends really um, on the approach that's taken maybe in in different organisations. In some organisations, they're very involved from the outset. In others, they don't get or maybe they don't request um, the same opportunity to engage with the strategy. And that can kind of lead to a situation where the strategy isn't actually as much of a reference point as you might think that it should be. Oh, right. Okay. So how involved do you think they should be? Well, the chief executive and the senior management team are are equivalents. Um, You know, they usually manage the development of the strategy. And of course, they use their expertise to consider where things should be going next. And that's that's perfectly right and it's perfectly appropriate. But when you're committing to a direction for a three or five year period, I really think the time has to be made to discuss that with the board. And this is where the externality that the board can bring is really important. You know, they, they should be given the opportunity to inform the strategy um, and then to challenge and debate the direction from different perspectives. I see. So do you think they should have a series of opportunities to contribute over the course of development of the strategy? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's important that the the secretary and the chair of the board agree those opportunities as well, you know, at the outset. And they discuss them with the CEO and those managing the strategy's development so that it's clear. Mm. And so what might that very first involvement look like? Well, I think where I've seen it working best, uh, the board is it's invited at the outset to kind of discuss what it sees as being the priorities for the term of the next strategy. Uh, and it kind of gets to do that without constraints. And that, that stage, I think, is it's really important because it's, it's one of the few times they get to do some blue skies thinking, as it were. Um, and it can really kind of rejuvenate their interest in the organization and, and lift them out of the detail. And often that kind of open conversation is, is facilitated maybe by somebody internally, sometimes by, by somebody externally. And often, you know, structures or tools will be used to help to organize the thinking. So it might be a SWOT analysis or, or something like that. And th- this is also just to mention, I suppose, at one of the early stages where that linkage with risk needs to happen that we talked about on the last episode. 
um, you know, what uncertainties are there that might influence the future priorities that, that the board is seeing. So I, I think, you know, coming out of that conversation, there's going to be a mix of ideas. Um, some of them will be good and interesting. And, you know, some might be uh, a little bit wide of the mark, maybe not very realistic. But I think that's OK, because um, it's at the very early stages. And the board at that point, it's really just contributing to consultation. It's expressing its views almost as a, a stakeholder. And those views are they're going to get moderated as you go through a wider consultation process to, uh, as the strategy is being informed. Do you think the board are a kind of better representative of the stakeholders in that process? Well, I mean, boards are made up for different reasons. Sometimes they're made up because they represent stakeholders. Sometimes they're made up because they represent specialisms, you know, that there's specialists in HR or in legal matters or whatever else. But but I think they, they're all there for a reason and for a purpose. So to not take advantage of their perspectives and their experience um, and their knowledge of the business to, 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 to sort of express to each other and to the executive how they see things going, I, I really think that that will be, um, you know, very much a, a missed opportunity. Yes, I see that. So after they've had that opportunity to contribute, when do you think the secretary and the chair uh, should be looking for an update on what's happening? So I suppose a strategy, it can often take nine to 12 months to develop. You know, it takes consultation, takes a long time, you know, writing it up. It, it all it all takes time. So in board terms, that's maybe four to five meetings. And I think, again, this is where, you know, we've talked so much about the role of the secretary, how important that is. So I think the secretary needs to keep an eye, you know, first of all, that the board has been provided with a plan for the development of the strategy, you know, and that they can see what the different stages are and the, the intended timelines. Um, I think the board needs to get the opportunity to provide their opinions at that early stage in the way that, that we've just discussed. And, and the secretary should be making sure that that happens. Um, they then, I think, need to get updates at each meeting on the progress um, against that plan for the development of the strategy. So they're kind of the basis. And, and then, I, you know, I, I think... At the point where the objectives, so normally strategies, you know, they include objectives or goals, you know, that kind of language. I think when they're becoming uh, more solid, uh, which is normally as a result of the kind of combined views of management and the board and, and the consultation that takes place outside. Um, so when that language, when those objectives and goals are getting more clear, I think then you need a second session with the board to really discuss those objectives to test them with board members. Um, and I think, you know, that that session needs to explain to board members where the objectives or goals have, uh, you know, where they've come from and, and also what kinds of types of actions are they going to accommodate, you know, to, to drive the business. So if you're receiving draft objectives or goals as a board member, what do you think you're going to be looking for? Like what kinds of questions might you be asking? There's a few things I think that are worth thinking about at that stage. And I think if we put ourselves in the place of a board member who's, who's looking at, at some text coming in and some objectives coming in, um, I think you'd want to be satisfied that there's a decent rationale for the objectives, you know, that they're based on good reasoning. Because sometimes you can uh, do an awful lot of consultation uh, and still, you know, 
uh, end up back where you, with the very early stage thinking and maybe things haven't adjusted or shifted much. So you just want to make sure that there's there's good thinking has happened around these objectives because they are going to set the direction for the next three to five years. Um, I think you, you want to make sure that consultation has been informed by, uh, or sorry, the objectives have been informed by consultation. Um, and that the consultation has been, it's been extensive enough, you know, the right people have been asked their views. Um, I think you also want to know that the objectives have been informed by the work the organization's already doing and, and that it's kind of building on that. Because sometimes you see strategies and they seem to, they seem to think that they're, they're starting from a blank page, but that, that's not the case. Resources are always tied up with with current activities, so just want to make sure that everybody has kept that in mind as those those objectives are, are being drafted. Um, again, that last episode we talked a lot about risk. This is really again where the board can start um, trying to embed this thinking around risk, you know, and, and asking the questions, um, finding out, you know, has it been actively sort of factored into the thinking of the executive. What, you know, have they thought about what are the uncertainties that might influence the achievement of, of those objectives? Um, and then, you know, obviously uh, the organization might have legal responsibilities or a constitution. Um, you want to make sure that the objectives fit with that. But but also with, you know, most places also have a mission, a vision, values. You know, do these objectives fit with that? Are they aligned with it? Um, is it? Is it all adding up? So I think there's some of the things. Um, I, th- I think it's also just important to look at the language and the content of the objectives. Um, sometimes when you read objectives, they're not terribly clear and they're not very tangible. And I, I think that's um, that can be a bit of a problem. So, you know, are is the text, is the language that you're seeing, is it saying something tangible about progress that is expected within the next um, period of time? And I think it's also just important to understand how those objectives are going to get fleshed out in the strategy. Um, again, you know, uh, objectives, goals, they're quite high level. Uh, are they going to be fleshed out in the strategy? Are there going to be specified actions? Are there going to be key performance indicators? Because um, sometimes, uh, qu- quite often, actually, strategies avoid that kind of specificity, which it is understandable. Um, sometimes you don't want to commit and there's so much uncertainty, um, but the board is responsible for the delivery of the strategy. And so it, it kind of needs to satisfy itself that it's going to be able to recognize progress when it's made and also recognize when, when progress isn't being made. Well, that step's obviously important in terms of setting the strategy up properly from the start so that the board can oversee its implementation. And as you say, track and measure and be able to identify success yeah, exactly. And, you know, in the final stages, the board then needs to see a developed draft of the strategy. And at that point, you'd be expecting, obviously, that it's it's reflecting the agreed priorities, that has enough detail to communicate internally and externally uh, what it wants to achieve and, and how it's going to achieve it. And I suppose if the board is satisfied about that, uh, it'll approve the strategy and the executive will then normally publish it and communicate it as part of an agreed plan. Okay, so the strategy should set the agenda for the work that the board and the CEO and staff want to pursue for a given period of time. But in a way, that's just the start, isn't it? Yeah, 
It really is. And I, I think that's why it's just so important for the board to take the time to be properly involved in the development of the strategy. Because, it, you know, if it's done properly, it really should be influencing a whole series of further decisions that are made by the management and the board, you know, including how staff and other resources are going to be used utilized to, to best effect. And in the next episode, just to tease that out a bit further, we're going to talk about how the board might engage with the strategy after it's been developed and how the secretary, with that again, that's such an important role, how that secretary can support the board in making sure that it gets useful reports on progress towards achieving the agreed strategy. Great. Thanks, Trish. Well, look forward to following up on that in the next episode. Great. Thanks, Will. You can find out more, access resources, templates, and the full one-question guides at obriangd.ie. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.